This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Gosh, look who is back again. The dynamic duo, Kate and Sophie, holding down the fort, making the content happen on a Friday. I know, you can just rely on us, can't you? We're the old reliable ones here. The workhorses. Even though we are feeling (laughs) ourselves personally a little bit under the weather, you might hear it in my horsey voice. Yeah, we're a bit exhausted. We're here. But poor Amy, she is having a little bit of a rest because she did get the all clear from her COVID test. It seems to be just a different pesky virus that stuck Mm. around for her. But we thought, no, we want to make sure we get our episode out. Oh, definitely. I've been looking forward to this all day because we have a lot to catch up on in terms of influencer news. But also... We need some advice on what to do for our birthday. So not only have we still not decided where we're going or what we're doing, but we decided we would also make a woman's weekly cake to share. That's right. And for those who don't know what the woman's weekly cake book is about, go and educate yourself. I feel like there might be some Gen Zers, some skinny jean haters out there who do not know what this book is about. I personally feel upset for anyone that didn't have this book during their childhood because it is amazing. Like you would look forward to your birthday because you would get this beautiful cake from the book. You'd pick it out. It would be really exciting. Do you know what I find interesting? That we never picked the same one. I always wanted the pig with the snake hair and a couple of girls in our Facebook community posted it in there and I just had regret. So maybe we'll have to make this one. I did see a hilarious fail of, it was the duck cake with the Pringle lips. and that one looked so hard to make. I just felt so bad because the icing on the eyes, it was black and it ran and it looked like the duck had like been crying with mascara on or something. I always do remember because our mum, of course, had to make three for us in the one night. And I know sometimes you go to bed before she'd made yours. And Mm. I did sometimes have that panic of... Oh, God, what's it going to look like? Aww. It was so exciting running down because we mum set them all up in the dining room for, for us to have a look at. And it was very exciting oh, in the morning. She's the, the best mum in the world. Absolute yeah. best mum. So we've decided we're going to make one of these cakes potentially tomorrow. Yep. I feel like, you know, we've got to record Monday show tomorrow, but we're yep. also going to make a birthday cake. And I think we'll make a reel of it just so you guys can feel like you're playing along with us yeah i've got to say i feel like the unanimous decision was the pool cake and Mm. we probably need to get on that tomorrow morning because you've got to set the jelly i feel like i have to go to the shops before they close to get some jelly yeah and it needs to be blue i'm sorry for anyone that had the green i think the green is actually in the illustration in the book but blue is better that's vintage yeah i can't wait to eat some of those tv snacks from around the side of the cake though that's like the best bit i feel like I've got to say, I feel like the pool cake doesn't really taste that good. It just looks good. It stands apart, though, because of the jelly factor. When do you ever have jelly in a cake? The other thing I love about it is, well, this is one of my favorite childhood memories (laughs) anyway, is growing up, our best friends were twin boys. And every year, Michael, one of the twins, he would blow out your candles. Mm. So he would just get in 
between you and somehow blow them out before you had the opportunity to. <laughs> and one year, Kate had all these little umbrellas around her cake. Oh, do they still the sell them? Cake just went on fire, and he, even he couldn't blow it out. Yeah, I love that Michael's now a policeman. It's just bloody funny. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to find the umbrellas though, because they are the real part of, like, a special part of the cake. I feel like they'll be at those cheap stores or somewhere like Spotlight, mm, and some lifesavers as well. Yes, and I don't know where to find the people. We need some people to be in the pool. Yeah, I feel like that would be at that cheap art shop at Westlake's, maybe. Mm. Well, we'll be on the hunt for them. Mm-hmm. To be fair, as a backup, mum is getting us a cake from the cheesecake shop. So we will have that and also hopefully the pool to look at as well. Some people have already shared their photos, but I would love to see more. Let's get a thread started where people share either the cakes they have made for their kids or their own cakes with their vintage photo of themselves as a child. Mm, Yes, I would love to see that. Personally, I loved clicking like when I saw the photos of people as kids. I love clicking on their profile to see what they look like now. (laughs) Yeah, that is always (laughs) fun. Look, all I wanted was a civilised and sophisticated birthday. Just something a bit different from the usual parties. Maybe even the sort of party that girls are impressed by. Okay, so there aren't any girls here. But why don't we at least attempt to have a sophisticated conversation? I know it's a tall order and I'm not expecting sparkling, but let's give it a go, eh? As it is my fucking birthday! Let's get into the social dilemma of the week. And this one has been kindly brought to us by one of our friends. But before we get into it, we learnt of this story at quite a disastrous brunch. So we were down at Glenelg, which is like a beachside suburb in Adelaide. And it was actually a beautiful spot. It was it was very picturesque. We'd even made a booking to make mm. sure that we'd got in there. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is hard to get a table, especially on the long weekend. Yeah. So we were happily sitting there. We had a look at the menu. We checked out their Instagram. There was some really nice looking smashed avocado on the menu. So I think five of us were ordering that. And then um, one of our friends was ordering some yogurt and fruit. And it was a real old school menu because it had that the avocado on toast was in the hot menu even yeah, though it's like it was not it really hot it wasn't a very adventurous menu you kind of knew what you were getting like it was your typical breakfasts and then anyway so we went up to the counter and they told us it was going to be a 40 minute wait on the hot meals now I know that might not sound like a long time for people in Melbourne or Sydney, but we'd already been there for half an hour. We had plans to go for a walk. So we're like, what? And I'm sorry, but Adelaide's a big country town. No one expects a 40 minute wait here. Yeah. And there were literally like 20 people in the cafe, if that. We actually think the cafe had run out of ingredients because even when we said, look, we're pretty happy just to have the smashed avo on toast without the egg, they said that that would still be a 40-minute wait. And it was really awkward because then we had to go back to the table, decide again what we wanted to order. So a lot of us who didn't want to eat really unhealthy and get pancakes, we thought, okay, we'll get yogurt and muesli. Anyway. Well, I got pancakes. I crumbled and I'm like, I'm going to get the pancakes. Anyway, so... I ordered yogurt and muesli and my two friends ordered yogurt with fruit. Anyway, this rather scared looking waiter comes up with what looks like a thimble of yogurt and muesli and he puts it down and tells us, sorry, we're all out of yogurt. Uh, would you like just the fruit instead to my two friends? And I just I, love that everyone burst out laughing because it had been such an ordeal to find something that we could actually order that wasn't going to take 40 minutes. And... I just, yeah, I felt really sorry for the boy that came over because he looked so nervous. Anyway, safe to say we will not be booking this place again. I could have made the food better myself. 
Yeah, it was. Look, to be fair, my pancakes were really nice. The two two of our friends had to end up getting toasties. So yeah, it wasn't the brunch experience we expected. Anyway, despite the food being absolute garbage, a rather good story <laughs> has come from it. Yes, it was a rather interesting tale. So our friend is amazing. She goes to the gym at like 5 a.m. before work. I don't know how she does it, but she does it. And she has started to attract a bit of attention at the gym and it's getting a little bit creepy. So basically, there's someone at the gym that likes leaving notes on girls' cars. So a girl that goes to our friend's gym received a note on her car that said, Hey, I think you're cute. Would you like to do a booty workout with me? Slide into my DMs, I'm, and then left our friend's Instagram handle. However, our friend did not write this note. So this girl has slid into her DMs and said, Hey, I got this note on my car. Is that from you? And our friend is like, what the hell? It's so weird. And she's like, no, that is definitely not me. I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing and so weird. So the pair actually saw each other at the gym the next day and they had a bit of a chat about it. They're like, no, I kind of prefer working out by myself, but you know, we'll look out for each other in the gym. Anyway, I'd say, I think it's like that same week, our friend then found a note on her car that said, I like watching you bend down. Now we have had a look at the notes. We've compared the notes and it seems like it's coming from the same person because the handwriting is the same. I just think that is so creepy and scary and disturbing to receive that on your car. And it makes me feel really angry that many women can't even go to the gym without fear of being harassed and sexualized and sexualized well i think the creepiest bit about it is that our friend's instagram handle is not her name it's just something that someone wouldn't know so this person somehow stalked her out found out her instagram handle and is then trying to i don't know mess with her head and make her talk to another girl well they clearly have some fantasy of the two of these girls hanging out Mm. and it it just sickens me that someone is trying to orchestrate this behind their back and play puppet master yeah it's pretty sick and it's quite scary because these women should be allowed to feel comfortable going to the gym without feeling as if they're being watched and objectified yeah it's really sick and i I mean you know we were having a bit of a laugh about the note trying to work out the handwriting but at the end of the day it's actually a like you don't want to feel unsafe at the gym yeah and i feel like it raises a really important social dilemma about how to tackle something like this because Mm. as a woman you shouldn't have to just change which gym you go to because someone's making you feel uncomfortable but at the same time unfairly we do have to think about ways to keep ourselves safe and if i was in this situation one of the best things to do is to notify the gym that this is happening yeah especially if they've got cctv in their car park because they could easily look up and see who's doing this and bar them from the gym another good step is to make sure that you do have somebody who one knows what time you're going to the gym Mm. and two perhaps someone who you can work out with if you do feel comfortable I also feel as a woman, you shouldn't be forced to laugh off this type of behavior because while leaving notes on someone's car is very juvenile, it could actually lead on to further bad behavior because that person's actually making a step towards communicating with you. And then where do they go from there? They've already done it twice. The other disturbing thing now in this story is that now they know that this is our friend's car. Mm. And that's something you also have to be really careful about is walking back to your car alone. One thing that really annoys me about this whole situation is 
this person sexualizing girls that are just wanting to actually work out at the gym because of course a lot of women wear tight clothing and you should be able to wear whatever the bloody hell you want to wear at the gym without feeling like guys are ogling you. And personally, this is why I feel more comfortable working out at home because you don't have to think about the fact that people may be watching you weirdly whilst you work out. Yeah, I agree. I much prefer working out from home. I don't feel like I'm on display. I feel like I can wear whatever, often very ugly workout gear and just focus on my workout. Yeah, that's right. And if anyone does have any great tips, I feel like it'd be really worthwhile to set up a thread in our Facebook Mm. community and people can share their stories or useful tips that they may have for people who are feeling uncomfortable at the gym. You two don't even fucking know me. I don't want to. You crack on with your thing and you and your fucking fringe can fuck off. Oh, my God, the mouth, the potty mouth of it. Wow. Classy girl. God. She's actually vile. Let's get into the influencer rap and some eagle-eyed followers have spotted another clue that Mitchell Orville and Reese Hawkins are no longer friends. This was pretty juicy. It was. So it all came about when Mitchell shared a post of him standing in the backyard of his new house and he shared the caption, feels like home to me. So excited for this next chapter. Picking up the keys to our first home tomorrow is surreal. So underneath the picture, Tammy Hembro's new boyfriend, Matt Paul, wrote a comment saying, when's the housewarming? I'll bring the green smoothies and kombucha, which Mitch replied to, ha ha, you're on. So it's very interesting that Mitch is suddenly friends with Reese Hawkins' ex's new lover. Yes, it's all very convoluted. And for those who don't remember, Mitch and Reese launched a podcast last year and then suddenly the podcast seemed to come to a very quick end. Yeah, it's all very confusing because they actually seemed like genuine friends. It didn't seem like they just got together to do the podcast. I mean, Reese and London attended Chloe and Mitch's baby shower. However, they're now not following each other on the on Instagram, which is a very telltale sign that something's gone on. And what's even stranger is Mitch is now going along to Amy and Emily Hembro's skin clinic. I mean, yeah. that really shows his allegiance to Tammy over Reese. Yeah, I really would love to know what has gone on. If anyone has any tips, let us know. Slide into our DMs. Tell us what's been happening. Well, I actually heard some theories regarding Mitch and Reese not seeing eye to eye about how to share their children's lives on Instagram. So Reese has recently deleted all of the photos that he had up with his kids that he shares with Tammy Hembro. However, it seems quite contradictory because this week he and London announced the birth of their new child, which we will talk about soon, with a picture of the kid. So you think that they're butting heads because they have a different approach to how they want to be fathers? Yeah, that, that is a theory. I mean, I'm not sold on it, but I've heard it discussed. Well, I feel like it's because they did have an episode of Two Open Books where they did discuss that very philosophy. Mm. But it was clear from the start that they had different ideals. It's all rather confusing, especially with the announcement of Reese's new baby. Yeah, well, it was actually London, his new wife, who put up the photo. And we have to reveal, for those who haven't heard, the baby's name is Stone. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't like the name. All I thought of was, were they stoned when they came up with it? Or the baby's going to be called Stoner. The other funny part of that is that London wrote in a caption saying how thankful she was of her husband for being there and supporting her throughout this whole journey. And she said, you have truly been my rock. I did pick up on that as well. I'm like, (laughs) stone, rocks, there's a lot of pebbles around. 
I did, however, want to know if this announcement was made first on OnlyFans and there's been a subsequent Instagram post put up. Yeah, I did not feel comfortable paying to see if this was live on their OnlyFans. No. So someone, if someone is did actually pay to be taken along the journey of their OnlyFans <laughs> pregnancy page, please let us know because I, I kind of assume that had dropped away. Now, before we get off this topic, though, okay, mm. I also have to address the absolute hypocrisy of Mitch and Chloe calling for privacy with their new house. But mm. then subsequently this week, they have shared Instagram stories of the front of their house. Well, to be fair, the post was taken down within 40 seconds. But, but maybe put it up anyway? Well, I'm guessing Chloe was sharing it to her close friends. But I mean, they've shared a lot of photos inside the house. We all know where it is. We all know how much it's worth. Someone in our Facebook community made the absolute call of the night. Mm. They said, God, I wish I started a YouTube channel in 2012 because this house looks absolutely (laughs) epic. Oh, I know the photo of Mitch standing in the pool. And I feel like they've had a a lot of friends over already enjoying that beautiful backyard. I'm very jealous. And I feel like the house is only going to get better because it seems like they're doing a Sarah's Day and going to be renovating it and pulling everything out and making it their own again, despite it being renovated only in the last year. Good on them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on, and I wanted to talk about the wedding of 2021. Georgia Love and Lee Elliott got married finally. They met on The Bachelorette in 2016, and I have loved every moment of their love story. They even had the best hashtag for the wedding, which was a lovely wedding. This is much better than any hashtag I could come up with because... My partner's last name is Hancock, (laughs) so I don't know how I'm going to creatively put the word cock and Torba in a hashtag. Mm. I mean, I'm counting my chickens before they're hatched. I'm not yet engaged. Well, I feel like Lee and Georgia are king and queen of the puns because Mm. they often use puns in their Instagram captions and they also had a follow-up kind of recovery party after the wedding. And the wedding, for those who don't know, was actually based in Tasmania where Georgia spent a lot of her time as a young journalist and they called the recovery party under the Tazkin sun, so Tasmanian (laughs) sun. And I'm like... That's so clever. So is that because they were supposed to be getting married in Italy? Yeah, so they were. So they were meant to be getting married in Italy. That got cancelled because of COVID. So as I said, they had their wedding in Tasmania and bloody hell, it looked like Italy. The place they had it was absolutely amazing. It was called Frogmore Creek Winery. And I've got to say, I feel like that venue is going to be booked out for the rest of the year now, if it's not already. It looked absolutely insane. And I have to say, Georgia looked stunning. Oh, she looked beautiful. And the dress was actually made, well, she had two dresses made, by Australian designer Jason Greck, who dressed Georgia for the opening night of The Bachelorette, where she met Lee. What a nice touch. It is really nice. Do you know what I want to know, though? I have one burning question. Why did they enter to the song Gold Digger? I know. I wish they explained this. I mean, I'm sorry if I've missed it, but I have really been wondering the same thing too. It was actually a very cool entrance. They had their Aperol spritz in their hand. Georgia Love was, you know, dancing around. It was very a very cool moment, but I feel like it needed the context about what yeah. is going on. What I loved is they genuinely looked like they had the best time. Oh, it was just so them. What was really cute also is she shared a video of the day before the wedding when her and Lee had to say goodbye. Did you see this on her Instagram? It was almost sickening how in love they were. I love them, but it was almost a bit like I don't want to see anyone like that. But the love (laughs) they have is so genuine. It's so lovely, as you would say. (laughs) 
I feel like there were plenty of famous faces there as well. Yeah, so Sarah and Nick Davison were there. I did spot Millsy. I was wondering if he was going to perform. I was very excited (laughs) about that. And the guests all seemed to rock up in this big red London bus, which was really cool. And funnily enough, of course, the Daily Mail is trying to work out how much this wedding costs. And they did a bit of research on the venue's website and they're claiming that it would have been $150 per head for their package that they got. To be honest, I was like, oh, that's not that much. Like it looked like a bloody epic day. I feel like that's pretty run of the mill. Yeah, me too. I'm wondering if they've got some contradictions along the way because it did look pretty oh, bloody definitely. epic. And the Daily Mail is also suggesting that their honeymoon Airbnb destination is worth $1,000 a night. Does that really surprise you, though, for a honeymoon? I feel like everyone wants to say somewhere lavish and extravagant for their honeymoon. Look, as much as I would love to stay in a lavish place like that, I don't think I could justify spending $1,000, but I don't think that they would have paid for it. I really think that this would be a part of some sort of deal because Georgia and Lee are sharing a lot about these venues, and I think good on them. They're doing some great work for Tasmania. Why not? Yeah. Well, personally, I don't think that $1,000 a night is that ridiculous thing as they probably plan to spend their honeymoon in Europe. So I feel like they're making the most of what they can do at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully they did get a refund for that trip. <laughs> And just to finish on, this one has me really stumped at the moment. I have noticed a number of high profile UK influencers have been breaking lockdown to film commercial photo shoots for clothing brands that they're working in. So I first noticed it with YouTuber Saffron Barker. So she works with In The Style and she was releasing her new line. And in the past, they've just taken photos around her neighborhood on a walk. This time she had a full cast of for hair and makeup and a photographer there to take professional photos of her. Sorry, I do say professional, but what I also found bizarre was these photos were taken on an iPhone. Really? So they had a photographer there with holding up this bar light, taking them on an iPhone. It seems like influencers are now starting to push the boundaries as this lockdown draws out because Molly May was accused of doing the same thing. Yeah, well, on her Instagram, she posted this photo of quite a dramatic haircut. So before she had really long extensions and now she's had her hair cut into a lob. But of course, hairdressers are closed at the moment. So she pointed out that it was allowed because she was doing a commercial photo shoot. So there's a loophole that influencers are using at the moment to break this stay at home lockdown rules. So the rules actually say you may only leave home if it's not reasonable to work from home. So it's not really an ironclad rule. Yeah, but I I mean, I can see how influencers are saying, oh, well, we need to shoot at a different location. But I remember during the lockdown in Melbourne, Beck Judd shot a campaign for Jagged in her own backyard. I mean, she does have like an $8 million house. But also, how can you call, in Saffron's case, how can you call that a commercial photo shoot when someone is filming it on a phone? And it's probably just for her Instagram account as well. I'm sure it's not being used on the e-commerce platform. Molly May, though, isn't the only Love Island star to be caught out doing the same thing because Megan Barton Hansen, her place was attended by the police to tell her off because a lot of people thought she was holding an illegal birthday party, but she claimed it was a photo shoot as well. So it seems like they might be holding a little pretend photo shoot for something for their Mm. Instagram, but then just actually catch up with all their friends, catching up with all their friends. Well, I can definitely feel the frustration of those living in the UK at the moment Mm. because It would be really disheartening if you're at home, haven't seen your friends, haven't been able to work and you're doing the right thing 
and you see these people taking advantage of the loopholes in place. Yeah, why does Saffron need to take all those photos? Surely she could do a YouTube haul from her bedroom in a new place. Her and her family have been moving around a lot during this lockdown. And yeah, I think that it's time that these influencers actually provided a good influence on other people and did the right thing. My name is Patsy Stone. I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) And what she did was an act of humanitarian mercy. That is hardly a reason to steal a crate of champagne. (gasps) You have no idea how much champagne costs these days. Let's get into Snog, Marry and Avoid. And we have decided to go with a bit of a 1D theme this week. So we have picked our favourites from the bunch and we'll be selecting between Harry, Louis and Zane. Sophie? This is a pretty easy one for me. Harry has always been my favourite. I do remember going to the One Direction concert back in 2015. Yet again, we were probably too old to be going there. But (laughs) I vividly remember him waving to us in the crowd. Well, we did have a sign that said, Harry, you're posty. And posty is our family word that means posh pretentious like it's actually a positive like not it's not a negative word as that sounds like it's got a negative connotation but we put it on a sign because we thought it would make him notice it and be like what does posty mean and it did it worked oh my god see i started telling that story but i forgot the embarrassing point about the sign i probably wouldn't have brought that up <laughs> so what you just you just said to someone that harry was waving at us just noticed us in the crowd i couldn't no. quite remember why <sighs> i couldn't connect those dots anyway so i have the big harry because he has also evolved into such a cool person yeah his transformation from 1d into a solo artist has been very impressive who would have what about zane and louis where do they stand See, Louis used to be one of my faves as well, but now I feel like because Zayn and his association and connection with Gigi Hadid, his girlfriend, I don't know, it kind of bumps him up a level that I feel like I'd almost just have to pick Zayn to pash and Louis to avoid. Well, I'll I'll go into mine. I agree. I think I'll marry Harry Styles. No, actually, I don't know if I will because he's Taylor Swift's ex and I don't know if I want bad blood. No pun intended. You know, if we were to be friends with Taylor, that would be a bit of bad girl code. Yeah. So maybe I'm thinking, do I marry Zayn? Because he had that cool thing with Taylor Swift where they did that That duet duet together. (laughs) And I mean, it would really pump my tires if Zayn decided to leave Gigi Hadid for me. That would be probably (laughs) a pretty epic moment for me personally. I mean, I do know they've got a baby together, so that wouldn't be great for them. So yeah, I think I'm going to pick Zayn to marry. I think I'll pick harry to pash and i feel bad for louis because i do like louis as well but i'm going to avoid louis oh my god so harry styles is literally the only member of one direction without kids without a kid yeah oh i forgot louis had a kid too wow yeah god they've all really grown up haven't they i mean i thought one day we're meant to be getting back together yeah it's so funny because i forgot what absolute bangers their songs are so i've Mm. created a new playlist of just purely their songs it's so funny you talk about playlists because i was actually planning to bring this up on the podcast i've got a spotify playlist and i feel like i should share some of the songs with people because it's actually the most embarrassing playlist and i've been worrying (laughs) because reese and i've got a share account that he can see it do you want me to read out some of the songs yeah, give us, a, give us a few. This is what I listen to when I drive home from recording the podcast. I've got Ricky Lee, Sunshine. Absolute banger. 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 Missy Higgins, Scar. Why are you embarrassed over these? These are um, great. Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. I feel like that is the song of our golden years. Yeah, I do have to be in the mood to listen to that. I sometimes skip it. I've got Everywhere by Michelle Branch, Strawberry Kisses, Nikki Webster. Oh, 
Shine from Vanessa Amorossi. Could you share this playlist? Because personally, I want to download it. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't know if anyone else has these embarrassing playlists with absolute bangers on it that they don't want anyone else to see that they're listening to, but you listen to like every drive Religiously. (laughs) Yeah. I drew the duck blue because I've never seen a blue duck before. And to be honest with you, I I wanted to see a blue duck. Well, it's an excellent blue duck. Let's get into the recommendations. And I have another recipe to recommend. So... On Monday night, I decided I would make Sophie, Amy and Mum a healthy dinner because they were coming over to watch the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview, which, oh my gosh, we are going to be talking about on Monday's episode. Anyway, so I made them this vegetable curry and I was expecting there to be some complaints that we weren't getting takeaway. However, you guys seem to love it. I was really surprised. I don't know if it was because I was starving or what, but <laughs> th- it was absolutely delicious and I tried to make it the next day. It took me till 9pm cooking this bloody thing. Yeah, it's funny because in the recipe it says it should only take like 20 minutes to make, but I personally kept it on for a few hours for the flavours to intensify. So it's actually from a website called Ambitious Kitchen and I'll share the link in the show notes if anyone else is interested in making a vegetable curry. Well, my recommendation is an Instagram page called I am 30 as fuck. (laughs) And I could not relate to this page anymore. They basically share memes about how you know that you're in your 30s. And they also share a lot of nostalgic posts about things that you remember growing up with. So Mm. I would definitely recommend going and checking it out. Oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to follow it now. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. I've got to drive home now, listen to my bangers. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have an amazing weekend. I'm getting excited now. Yeah. I'm getting excited about the old B-Day. Yeah, I've come to terms with the fact that we're going to be 32. So I think it's now just about celebrating and having a good time. Is it a bit naff to leave Facebook messages now? I still expect them. Do you so know what do I mean? I. Like, so do I. I'll still be hurt if I don't get them, but... You know, I've already got yours planned in my head. Oh, my gosh. I still remember when I was banned on Facebook. Remember when I got blocked, shadow banned? Yeah. And I couldn't leave you guys a birthday message. And that was like in the height of birthday messages on Facebook. See, I'm stressed now also because I want to also share some adequate Insta stories for your birthday. And I like to make them embarrassing videos. So I might start looking tonight for some great material on YouTube. Wow, you are really organized. Well, anyway, I did say that was all we had time for today and we better go. But yeah, as I said, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation, please join our Facebook community at Outspoken, the podcast community, and also give us a follow on Instagram. And if you're in the mood of five-star rating and a review, that would be lovely. Thank you so much for people who have left such kind and generous reviews because it makes our day to read them so thank you so much yeah this is a side hustle for us so it is definitely very nice to see that you guys are enjoying the podcast 